Aloha and welcome to another episode of the English 2.0 Podcast. My name is Al. Thank you so much for downloading and listening as always. Today we are going to revisit one of my favorite type of podcasts that we haven't done in a long time. And this is movie study number four. Now I was just checking my records and the last movie study podcast episode we did was movie study number three back five years ago <laughs> and we did a, we took a look at the movie man of steel back then so i want to revisit that series because it's really valuable and i think a lot of you like movies of course we do movie reviews which are a little different in movie reviews i kind of give you my opinions on certain movies and we go over vocabulary in movie study it's a little different because we're going to look at um, scenes specific scenes from movies and we're not going to talk about the movie as a whole, but we're going to talk about the scene and we're going to listen to one scene in particular and see what we can learn from this one scene. And I have a whole process on how you can study with movies. So I would urge you to take a look at that. That was episode number 27 of the podcast. So I'll link to that in the show notes. It's called How to Use Movies to Study English. Okay, so today we're going to look at a scene from the movie called Pitch Perfect. Now, this is a movie from 2012, and it stars Anna Kendrick. So you may have heard of um, this movie because there are now, I think, three of them. So Pitch Perfect 1, 2, and 3. Uh, I don't think I've seen number 3, but I have seen 1 and 2, and they are good. They're fun, uh, light uh, comedies that you will enjoy. Today we're going to look at studying English. Remember, one of the things I always recommend is if you're going to use a movie or TV show to study English, uh, I always advise you to decide before you start watching, you know, is this study time or is it entertainment fun time? So if it's study time, you know, put away the popcorn, get out your pen, get out your notebook, and let's study. If it's entertainment fun time, hey, Get out your favorite beverage, get out your favorite snacks, and let's enjoy. Don't worry about studying English. So really separate them um, in your mind because that will really help your, your study effectiveness. All right, so let's take a look. And so I wrote this down. Um, so usually I post it as a blog post. I haven't done that yet, so I'm just going to read it from my notes. Um, but hopefully I'll have um, some time where I can post it on the blog as well so you can take a look at it in written form. Also, the clip um, I'll post on the blog, but I'll play it in the podcast so you can hear the clip as well. Um, I encourage you to check it out on YouTube. You can check out the, the full clip, not the whole movie, but just the clip of this scene. And it kind of gives you the, the picture. I'll try to describe it the best I can. So let's get started with movie study episode number four. So in this lesson of movie study, we're going to break down a scene from the movie Pitch Perfect. So this is a movie about a young college student played by Anna Kendrick, who joins a female a cappella singing group at her school. It is a light comedy with a lot of great singing performances that will leave you feeling good at the end. So let's get started. So what can we learn from Pitch Perfect? Well, let's go through our checklist of steps. Now remember, I break down this process 
in a different episode, episode number 27. So take a listen to that if you like uh, before, or you can just follow along. We'll go over the steps again. All right, so step number one is choosing the movie. And now I've already done that, but let me explain my reason for choosing Pitch Perfect. So I chose Pitch Perfect because it's a light comedy and a genre we haven't looked at before in the movie study lessons. So since I always recommend these kind of movies to my students, it's probably wise to use them in our, our lesson here online as well. So this movie in particular stars a lot of young characters in college, which I think, which I think many of you can relate to. So the dialogues also tend to be more realistic and fun. All right, so let's move on to step number two, and that's choosing a scene. Okay, so again, we are choosing one particular scene and not being overwhelmed by the whole movie. Okay, so the scene I have chosen for this lesson features the main character, Becca. Again, that's Anna Kendrick's character. And the uh, character named Chloe, and that's played by Brittany Snow. So Chloe is trying to persuade Becca to join their scene group called the Barden Bellas. And it sounds like a pretty normal scene, right? Well, it is, except that they are in the shower room. <laughs> so let's see what happens next. Okay, so if you, if you can imagine, if you're not watching this, this, the scene, if you can imagine, so uh, Becca is about to start her shower and then Chloe notices that she starts singing to herself in the shower. And she notices she has a very good singing voice. So she interrupts, <laughs> you know, maybe a little bit rudely and asks her to join the Barden Bellas. Okay. So step number three is to, this is not optional uh, step, but I highly encourage you to do it if you have, have the chance or have time. And that's um, dictation. Or what I mean by that is to try writing down the script before you look at it, okay? So, in other words, you would you would play it um, or watch it perhaps on YouTube or listen to it in this podcast and just try to write down what you hear. And again, it doesn't matter if you can't catch everything, but just try to write it down. So, after you have uh, written it down, then you can go back and compare it to the written script. Now, um, I will post it eventually on the blog. Um, if you want to get a copy of the actual script, um, you, can find it on, you can find it online. But um, maybe check out um, IMSDB. That's IMSDB.com uh, for Internet Movie Script Database. And they have a lot of um, the movie scripts there, so you can check there. Uh, otherwise, um, I'll try to post it. Um, later. But you can compare what you've written to the written script and to see, again, how you heard certain words and then it can help clear things up for you. So again, that's an optional step, but uh, go ahead and try dictation if you can. So let's move on to step number four, and that's look up any new vocabulary. So there are a few words that I've highlighted um, for, you know, note-taking here um, as possibly a new vocabulary in this scene for most of you. And also there are a few slang words and uh, musicians' names that you should make a note of as well. So I'm going to list those here before we listen. And those are 
to audition junk prince who is a musician but titanium which is the name of a song a david getta who is another musician jam and gross all right so you hear those words um, in this uh, dialogue between becca and chloe so if you uh, maybe it's better to listen first and then we can talk about the meanings after so let's listen to the clip You can sing. Dude! How high does your belt go? My what? Oh my god. You have to audition for the Bellas. I can't concentrate on anything you're saying until you cover your jump. Just consider it. One time we sang backup for Prince. His butt is so tiny that I can hold it with like one hand. Oops. Oh. Seriously? I am nude. You were singing Titanium, right? You know David Guetta? Have I been living under a rock? song is my jam. My lady jam. That's nice. <laughs> it is. The song really builds. Gross. Can you sing it for me? Dude, no. Get out. Not for that reason. I'm not leaving here until you sing. So. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that uh, clip. Again, it's a, it's, a, it's a comedy movie. It's kind of funny and uh, the scene itself is, is quite good. So, let's just go over the uh, words quickly. Uh, so, to audition means, again, this is maybe uh, something from American culture, uh, but to audition means that, you know, they only have a set number of spots or positions in the, in the choir, uh, in their singing group. And so, not everybody is going to make it. And if your voice, singing voice isn't good enough, then you're not going to be part of the choir. And so that's what audition means is to come and sing before, you know, the judges or the, the people in the choir who will decide if you're good enough. And that's called auditioning. Um, in this context, the word junk um, means your private parts. <laughs> so that's just a kind of a slang usage of the word junk there. Uh, Prince is a musician. Um, you should know who Prince is. I know there's a lot of younger people listening so you know go back and check out Prince he's actually from my hometown so um, very good and one of my favorite musicians but is another word um, for your bottom <laughs> the backside of you so you can kind of imagine what that means uh, titanium is the name of a song from David Guetta who is a DJ I believe from France um, and also features uh, the musician Sia who sings on that track. It's a very good song, Titanium. And that's the song that Becca is singing in the shower. And then they sing together at the end. Uh, jam is another word for song or hit song. We'll talk about that later. And then gross means um, like disgusting or something that is not desirable to you. All right, let's get on with the next part. So we've heard the clip. Uh, we've heard the conversation so let's now really look at this in detail. So we're going to go to step number five, and this is finding common sentence patterns. All right. Now, this is a very valuable step here when we, look at, when we do our study. So 
The first sentence I'd like to focus on today comes from Chloe. And that one is when Chloe said, his butt is so tiny that I could hold it with like one hand. <laughs> okay, so the sentence is being used by Chloe to support and expand on her previous sentence. And in her previous sentence, she mentioned that the Bard and Bellas once sang as backup singers for the musician Prince. So in the sentence we're studying, she's talking about Prince and his small bottom or butt. Um, she's illustrating how small it is by saying that it could fit in her hand. Now, if you don't know Prince, I mean, he's a kind of a, yeah, he's not really a tall guy. He's a really small guy. And she's just kind of trying to illustrate that in a funny way. Now, to show this illustration, she's using a comparative formation. So when I talk about a sentence pattern, I'm talking about, you know, something that we can make like a skeleton or you know, like a sentence skeleton where we fill in the blanks or what I call a key. So it's like a key to unlocking many, many different sentences where you just fill in your own words. So the key to this sentence pattern is uh, what I have is his or her blank is so blank that I could blank. So in this case, we have three blanks. Now in the first blank, we have his or her blank. So that's going to be a, a noun, an object um, relating to that person, his, him or her, uh, his or her. And then is so blank. So that's going to be an adjective used to describe that object that I could blank. Okay, so we'll talk about the last part a little bit later. Let's focus on the first part. Now, in the first part, Chloe used the word but and tiny. So, again, her sentence was, his butt is so tiny. And then we'll just use the first part for now. So, here are some other examples that you can make with this pattern. Okay, so try, try to think of some of your own as well. But here are the ones that I have. Just, again, doesn't really matter for practice, but um, these are the ones that I have. His car is so clean. His podcast is so good. Her eyes are so blue. Her apartment is so spacious. Okay. So you can see how we've just filled in the different blanks there. Now, if you want, you could just practice with, for example, one. You could say, his car is so clean. His car is so big. His car is so cool. His car is so red. You know, just, you can just use one at a time. And that might be a good way to practice as well, just to kind of drill and practice. Um, so again, use the examples. Make your own examples. All right. Again, it's just to practice. Now, the second part of the sentence. So the second part of the sentence, again, is that I could blank. Now, this part is used to show what the speaker has the potential to do based on the first part that we just talked about. So let's form some examples continuing from the first halves. So again, the first sentence was, his car is so clean. And then let's put an ending to that. So here's the ending that I could see my reflection on the side. <laughs> okay, so imagine if you see someone's car that's super clean, that you can see yourself when you look at the car. <laughs> you could see yourself in the reflections. That's what I was referring to there. All right, so one more time. So actually, you can repeat after me. Okay? His car is so clean that I could see my reflection on the side. Okay. So let's go on to the next one. His podcast is so good. Okay. So the second part that I used for that was that I could listen to it for hours every day. <laughs> so let's put it all together. Please repeat. 
His podcast is so good that I could listen to it for hours every day. All right, there we go. And let's move on to the next one. Again, that was Her Eyes Are So Blue. And the second part I put for that was that I could get lost by staring into them. Okay, so let's put it together. Please repeat. Her eyes are so blue that I could get lost by staring into them. All right, good job. And the last one, again, her apartment is so spacious. The second part I wrote was that I couldn't find the bathroom. <laughs> so this this case, we have a negative, I couldn't. So let's do it all together. Please repeat. Her apartment is so spacious that I couldn't find the bathroom. All right, good job. Okay, so four examples, again, that we just pulled from Chloe's original sentence. And so that's how you can find sentence patterns in movie dialogues and specific scenes. So that's how I would use it, you know, use a movie to study and learn English, all right? And then just practice those sentences, make your own examples, and just keep practicing those, okay? Because those are very good to know and uh, you can use them for many, many situations. All right. So, again, if you make your own sentences, uh, share them with me. You can always email me them. Uh, if you have questions, always, again, al at alsensei.com. All right. So, let's go on. We're not done yet. So, we have two more steps. So, we're moving on to step number six. And that is noting how a character responds to a question or a comment. Okay. So, a lot of you always ask me, Al, it's so hard to... You know, respond naturally. And this is one way where you can really, really learn from movies is how they respond. So in this interaction between Becca and Chloe, um, I'd like to take a look at when Chloe insists that Becca should audition for the Bellas. Now, it's sort of an invitation, but in this case, more of a friendly and enthusiastic direct command. <laughs> where Chloe says, you have to audition for the Bellas. And so how does uh, Becca respond? Well, Becca says, I can't concentrate on anything you're saying until you cover your junk. (laughs) Okay, so remember in the shower that um, Chloe wasn't wearing anything. So, you know, the point of Becca's response is to let Chloe know that she's being distracted by her not having any clothes on and being in the shower. So it's kind of an awkward place to have a conversation. And uh, Becca won't be able to have this conversation until Chloe puts on some clothes or a towel or something. (laughs) So how can you use this? Well, if you're ever in a situation where the distraction between you and the speaker is so bad that you you may need to clarify and clearly state that you can't hold the conversation until something changes. So in this case, we'll use the key the sentence pattern, I can't concentrate on anything you're saying until blank. All right. So here are some examples. Again, just two examples that I just thought of. Okay. So please repeat. I can't concentrate on anything you're saying until you turn down the volume on the TV. Okay, good job. So you can, if you can imagine if you're having a, you know, like a face-to-face conversation, 
uh, maybe the TV volume is too loud and you can't hear them, you can't concentrate at least until the volume is turned down. All right, here's another example. Please repeat. I can't concentrate on anything you're saying until the phone signal gets better. All right, nicely done. So imagine if you're on the phone with someone or maybe you're in a Zoom meeting or something like that and the connection is bad, so you can't concentrate until the signal gets better. All right, so, you know, that's really direct and quite, you know, it's in a kind of a serious case where the distraction is really, really big. Now, perhaps there's a minor distraction and you just need a quick phrase. So let's try this key. Um, sorry, I can't follow. Could you blank? Okay. Or could we blank? Okay. So this is a little different, but accomplishes the same goal. So first you're stating that you can't follow what they're saying. Then you're asking to fix the situation. So again, here are two examples that I came up with for this sentence pattern. Please repeat after me. Sorry, I can't follow. Could you stop looking at your phone? Okay, one more time. Sorry, I can't follow. Could you stop looking at your phone? All right, good job. So in that case, maybe you're, again, you're having a face-to-face conversation and maybe the person, you know, you're, you're trying to concentrate on the conversation, but the other person keeps checking their phone for messages or notifications or something and it's really distracting okay the next example uh sorry i can't follow could we move to a quieter room okay good job let's try one more time please repeat sorry i can't follow could we move to a quieter room okay nicely done so maybe again you're Uh, just in a loud room or a loud place where you need to move to somewhere that's quieter. Okay, so that's how you can respond to someone if there is a big distraction that's causing you not to be able to focus or concentrate on what they're saying. So, again, if you're ever in that situation, you know, there are ways that you can react naturally to help fix the situation. So those are some examples. Now, and unfortunately, Becca didn't get what she wanted, as you can see in the scene, if you watch it, uh, which was for Chloe to put on some clothes or cover up with a towel. Hopefully, um, you'll find more success when using this way to respond when you feel distracted in a conversation. Go ahead and try it. All right, let's move on to our final step here today, step number seven, which is noting natural expressions. All right, so... In this scene, uh, there are a lot of expressions to choose from. So to keep things focused for this lesson, I'm going to choose one that you can use right away. So after identifying the song Becca was singing, which was Titanium by David Guetta, also featuring Sia, Chloe says this line, That song is my jam. So as we discussed earlier in the vocabulary section, jam means a hit song or a very popular song. Now, Uh, When you say this song is my jam, okay, not only a jam, but my jam, you want to express that the song is particularly special to you. In other words, it's one of your favorites. 
So think about what songs, particularly pop and dance songs, that are your favorites. And you can use this expression to share your favorite music with your friends. Again, the sentence is, that song is my jam. Okay, so it's a very natural expression, and you can use it right away. And that's it. So as you can see, studying movies is fun and can be very useful if you have an effective method. Remember to focus on one scene and try to limit the characters to two or three. And if again, if you follow these seven steps when you want to study English from movies, I'm sure you will learn something that you can use right away. And you'll find it very effective and you'll be very successful. All right. So let me know if you have any questions about this particular scene or how to study English from movies in general, and I'd be happy to answer them. You can always email me, al at alsensei.com. And again, I really appreciate you listening. Please, please subscribe to the English 2.0 podcast if you haven't already. And if you can, I would really appreciate it if you can leave a five-star review in Apple Podcasts or on Stitcher or wherever you're listening to this, maybe Podcast Addict or CastBox. I really, really appreciate you. Please share this with a friend, a classmate, or a colleague, and that'll help spread the word of the English 2.0 podcast, which we always appreciate as well. So let's wrap it up there. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. And we will see you on the next episode of the English 2.0 podcast. And as a result of listening to this, I'm sure you have leveled up your learning, which will definitely level up your life.